All right, guys. Welcome to Culture Surfing. This is pod number two. We're doing Eastern Conference playoff previews for 2020 playoffs. Today, we're going to be specifically doing uh, X Factors and series predictions. We've already covered in our previous pod uh, the Western Conference, so feel free to check that out if, uh, if you want to, to see what we think about that. Um, we're going to get into the East, so everybody welcome again. We got Lance Robertson here on the other side, ready to go. We're going to let him introduce himself, say hello, and then we'll get started. Yeah, well, uh, how's it going, y'all? Uh, once again, I hope everyone's uh, safe out there, and uh, just go ahead and hop on this uh, interesting <laughs> ESO Conference playoffs. Yeah, it's... Um... The West was interesting. There's a lot to say about the West. Um, the East is uh, – it's the East. Um, and I don't want to offend anybody by that. I know there's a lot of Eastern Conference fans, a lot of Celtics fans, a lot of Bucks fans. You know, you guys, uh, you know, I, I wish you all the best. Um, you'll you'll get to watch basketball, that's for sure. It just it won't be very entertaining. Um, let's just – let's just get rolling, man. Let's get on with the, with the pain and torture here. Uh First, Bucks Magic. Um, let's uh, let's just really just get over with the pain first. We'll go Magic first. So X factors for or for the Magic in the series. Okay, I will be honest. This is this is the first and only time that I will say this about a team, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the only thing that really they need to worry about is not injuring any more players. Um, after what happened to Jonathan Isaac, honestly, that was kind of heartbreaking because. You know, young guy, it looked like he was getting his stuff together. And, you know, having Terrence Ross not there, I don't think it's for injuries. I just think he chose to opt out of the bubble. Uh, the only thing is uh, Markel Fultz is announced to be in the starting lineup. So I think that'll be interesting to watch. We'll see what he can do in a playoff atmosphere. And as I've said multiple times on other outlets, and, and plus just anybody that's seen basketball, they know that Bledsoe, is prone to disappear in the playoffs. And he has also gave point guards that otherwise didn't have any notoriety shine. Um, so maybe Markel Fultz can take advantage of that matchup. So that's what I'll say maybe. It really doesn't matter because, I mean, we already know where the series is going, but maybe Markel Fultz can prove something. So this is definitely a take an old dog behind the shed type series. Um, it's golly. It's just not, it's brutal. Um, props to the magic for getting this far. Um, they made it out of the gauntlet that was trying to find somebody to fill the AC <laughs> hole in the East. Um, you know, somebody's got to do it. So thank you magic for stepping up and, uh, and taking that spot. I guess I will say, that I don't have an X factor for this series. If if I had to have somebody that's a like who to watch for, um, it, it it's definitely probably Markel Fultz. I want to see what what he looks like in any kind of playoff competition. I don't you know I don't like you like you were mentioning. I don't think his his matchup you know as far as like who's guarding him in this series is gonna be to where he's just completely eliminated from it. Um, so I kind of want to see it, you know, we, we obviously, there was so much talk about, you know, how much of a bust he's been. Right. Um, 
this is kind of the first opportunity that he'll really have at the very least four games on national TV that everybody gets to watch and see and a little bit of a spotlight, if you will, despite the fact that this is obviously going to be a bad situation. Um, but, you know, we'll all kind of get a chance to see what what he has right now, right? Like, he's obviously still very young. He's still developing. At one point in time, this kid was – and is still currently full of talent. You know, there's no reason to think that, you know, that this is his peak. Um, but it, it, it would be nice to see some some really, you know – just it would be nice to see some progression with, with what – the Mal- the Markel Forts, you know, project, you know, is and especially, you know, being being in the magic, I mean, he's got nothing to lose. They they have nothing to lose. They're playing, you know, they'll be playing probably down big and maybe that'll give them the opportunity to to have more freedom to just try and do something. You know, and it and it may be meaningless, but it, it is still something to watch for as far as his particular player development. So moving on to the Bucks, um what are you thinking on the Bucks? I know it's not necessarily – this series is not going to be – there's not one player that's going to push this over. So if there was any load management in a playoff situation, this would be the series. <laughs> um, and I think Coach Bud, he he is notorious for resting Giannis at inopportune times, but this is the perfect time to, to have him uh, rest for long stretches. And not just him, but Brooke Lopez, you know, uh, Eric Bledsoe, uh, maybe Middleton, but – I just think it's up to uh, Coach uh, Boonhauser to to just uh, monitor their minutes and get them ready for the stretch that is uh, the second round, Eastern Conference Finals, and then obviously the the most heated uh, test, which would be the finals, which we all imagine that they'd be there, right? Uh, barring any catastrophe, right? Yeah, it, it this should really be kind of a check the box kind of series, you know, like it's just kind of, you have to do it. You have to get past it. You have to endure the pain of playing the series. Um, It is also a good opportunity to get some of those shooters on this team going and really establish some rhythm advancing for the next rounds, you know, maybe Uh, like a Cal Corver to let him play some minutes. That's kind of where I was going with this next, you know, maybe seeing some, some of those guys, you know, like Wesley Matthews, you know what you're going to get out of him defensively. It, it would be nice to see him kind of heat up a little bit from three. You, you know, some of those other guys on on this roster, you know, obviously Corver definitely needs to, you know, be out there shooting some threes. It This team, you know, they, they, they're shooting. It needs to be consistent throughout these playoffs because Giannis needs the, the help offensively to make it, you know. This series is, is relevant. Um but it is a good way to maybe call it a warm up, if you will, for for what's to come. But that's guys, it's just it's just not going to be competitive. So there's not much there to say. Um, series prediction, Lance, surprise me. Uh, I mean, maybe the Magic will lose by five points in one game, but I think this is just going to be a clean four zero sweep. <laughs> that's man you're really going out on the limb saying they might keep one game under five yeah <laughs> um yeah give me the bug sweep um there's just let's move on I'm, I'm not even trying to waste any more time on this i'm sure that's exactly how the bucks feel about the series so raptors nets um yes i think we'll, we'll let's keep the let's keep the same thing going let's go let's go nets first let's okay go. uh 
So for the Nets, I mean, they they got so desperate. They were like, hey, Beasley, what are you doing? You, are you sleeping <laughs> on your couch? You want to come play? Beasley's a talented player. There's there's rumors <laughs> of him out there being better than LeBron in yeah. practice. But then he went, and then he had to leave. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I really don't know what that was about. Jamal Crawford, I mean, that was like, wow, getting him back was insane. So that was nice to see. But – Joe Harris has been stepping up big in the bubble, um, <clears throat> so that that's that's something that's a that's a free agent right there. And, and I'll just say, uh, I think he's going to make. Uh, I mean, if Seth Curry's making like eight mil, I think uh, I make. I think he'll make like twelve mil annually. So, um, other than that, um, obviously they have Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, I mean, he's kind of a, a one-dimensional guard, though. The real person that you need to watch out for and who is my X-Factor is Karis LeVert. Uh, he stepped up huge in the bubble. I mean, you can say what you want. Um, there was a lot of teams that kind of rested their players against the Brooklyn Nets, but they gave the Portland Trailblazers all they could to stress them out, you know. So I, I give them credit for that. And uh, I don't know. I, I just think uh, – I I don't want to, like, say too much, but I think it's going to be a little closer than – some may think. I think the Nets are very inspired, a uh, bunch of glorified role players, and yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's not like the Raptors have a lot of stardom, you know. So I mean, yeah, they have all stars or whatever, but it's not like they have a dominant figure, you know. It's more They're, like a collective group. It's not the of, same Raptors of last season, right? Yeah, and even then, they let the Magic win one last year. So uh, I'm not going to sit here and act like the Nets are just going to get destroyed by the Raptors. Although I do think the Raptors are really good. So but yeah, that's my X factor. Is uh, I think um, again, I don't think there's a player that wins them the series, um, or even puts them in any position to come close to winning it. But it, man, this team in the bubble feels like they've been playing like they were disrespected. Um, because they were, um, they very much were, and I think the the king of the chip in the shoulder on this whole chip in the shoulder roster is probably Jamal Crawford, because um, he's written off to not even come back and never return. And look, he's old, but man, dude has always been able to ball. He's always been a get a, a ball in the bucket kind of guy. Um, I definitely could see him taking some really advised shots. Definitely could see, you know, it going south. But I'm kind of excited to see uh, see him out there and see him trying to do something. There's not a lot to be done, but he's always fun to watch. So I'll at least uh, – I'll take that at the very least, you know. Give me some Jamal Crawford highlights in this series and then I'll call it a success. Man. I call that a sweep. (laughs) (laughs) So that was like a a very kind way of saying that. That's very sweet of you, man. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to say that, um, I think it's not going to be close. Um, I don't think the Raptors are great, but I just think the Nets are not good enough to keep up. I think, think that you heard you say a second ago that you believe it's closer than most people give credit for. So what is your prediction for how this series unfolds? Well, uh, I will give you that 
But let me let me say my uh, X factor oh, for the Raptors. Right. We totally forgot about the Raptors. Yes. And see, that's what people always do. They always forget about the Raptors. Yeah, you're right. They always do. Uh, so my my um, X factor is someone that I think is going to be a big get in refrig- a restricted frenzy in a couple years, and that's OG Aninobi. Um, not necessarily a household name, but very uh, athletic wing. Um, and honestly, if he wasn't uh, on a team that had Kawhi Leonard and, and all and all the other stars, I think he could maybe not necessarily be a star, but he could probably be an all-star on, on another team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be all over Joe Harris and eh, I'm not going <laughs> to, yeah, it's like, I know I said Joe Harris might have a good series, but I mean, I think OG Ananobi is going to make him work. Uh, or actually, you know what? Uh, they might put him on Karis LeVert. They, they really might do that because they might let Siakam uh, not have to play that much defense this series. I think that would be the smart thing to do because they're going to need him to play defense, uh, you know, like on uh, Giannis on that uh, imminent series that they're going to have. So, yeah, I think OJ and Obi will, will, will get on Karis LeVert. And, I mean, they could probably put uh, Van Vliet on, uh, on Harris. I mean, they really are just – they're loaded to defend. Let's just say that. They're loaded yeah. to defend. They're yeah. highly well coached. Honestly, I think Nick Nurse is getting robbed. If he doesn't win coach of the year, he is getting robbed. So Nick Nurse is your coach of the year, is what I'm thinking. Yes. Yes. For sure. I mean, I think I think that's 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 a good call. I mean, because Kawhi's gone. Cause I'll be honest, I'm the first one that said, Yo, look, yeah, there'll be a playoff team, but they're not gonna be an, a contender in the East. And they can rival to me, they can still rival the Bucks. That's how they, – they're kind of like the 2011 Mavs in that they are just a collective group of players that have all the chemistry and have a great coach. And is Siakam their Dirk is what you're saying? I mean, yes, if you want to say he's their Dirk. He, he's he's their one real star. Kyle Lowry is also obviously all-star and still the heartbeat of the team. Um, Jason Terry. <laughs> uh, I don't know because Van Fleet is their Berea. Um. Listen, I, I, the, the, as far as choosing an X factor, I guess is maybe how I look at an X factor. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's a guy that, that makes the difference in the series. Um, or, you know, could sway the series one way or the other. I, you know, I, I don't see this series being very competitive. Um, I guess if I have to pick somebody, I'm going to go with, uh, Mr. Wins a championship every year, Patrick McCall. <laughs> he's on the Man. roster. He's the X factor because if he's on the roster, they're winning a chip. That's right? hilarious. That's how that works. <laughs> I mean, man, he might actually get playing time this series. <laughs> hey, man, undefeated, never lost. That's the guy uh, when you're doing a group project in school and he just sits <laughs> on his phone all day doing nothing and then he still gets a passing grade. That's him. The ultimate X factor is the lucky charm himself. Man, undefeated, Patrick never lost. McCall. Um, no, I want I want to watch, you know, I want to watch Siakam and I want to watch Lowry and I want to watch Van Vliet. I I like the I like the Van Vliet energy. I just I just don't see, you know, any of it really being relevant. I don't see any of them really having to be extremely challenged. So, you know, I'll 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 just enjoy the basketball for what it is. I I'm sorry, I'm not intrigued in the series. So you're saying it's a sweep? 
Um, no, I am not. I think oh, that's okay. the way to get one. Okay. I just, it, I don't know. I, I feel like this Nets team find a ways to get one just because they are, they are, they, they find a way to make these games ugly. And, uh, and I think that in the bubble, it can happen. They can find a way to get one, but the sweep wouldn't surprise me. Would yeah. You- I also got them in five games, but even then, uh, the Raptors in five games, but even then I think the Nets will keep a couple. <laughs> you had to clarify. The Raptors, the Raptors yes. Anybody- the Raptors in five games. Yes. <laughs> in case anybody thought you had the Nets. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know I've kind of big them up. A little bit, but uh, uh, but no, I, I think it's going to be in five. But at the same time, I think the Nets are still going to keep some of these games close because they're just feisty, man. Like if anything are, else, and if they are that annoying scrub at the gym <laughs> that is sorry as hell. But for some reason, he's just like all up on you the whole game and it kind of give you new issues. That's who they are. I mean, Jamal Crawford is not the necessarily the guy that's on you that much, but I, I just think. I mean, because they still have some players on there that on any other team that oh, has they some, can still produce some some, some yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, they'll I win. Mean, just, they'll win one. I think they, yeah. they they'll make it to where it's crappy enough basketball for one at least one game that they'll they'll find a way to get one. Um, I'm also just not I'm not huge on the Raptors, so I could definitely see them dropping one if it was a different matchup. I I might give. The opponent a little more credit here, but it's just a, they're, they're not built to win. They're, yeah. they're really built just to meet the requirements for being on the court in the bubble. Their team's depleted, man. We won't know anything. I can't really judge this team until Durant comes back. <laughs> oh, it'll he be interesting. It'll be an interesting team next season for sure. Oh, um, yeah. Next series we're talking about is Celtics Sixers. Let's yes. Do that if you had offered it to me at the beginning of the season i would have actually been extremely intrigued to watch we're a long ways away from that now but i know that not everybody's sold all their sixer stock yet where do you stand on that all right so i am of the elk that either simmons or Embiid has to go for this team to really Pick one if you're if you're if you're saying one of the two has to go, pick one. And that's the problem, right? Is because I think it all depends on who's coaching this team, where you want to go. Because I think you could be better with Embiid, but you have to get more shooters around him, and they really don't have any shooters. Because I really don't like him taking all these, you know, pull ups and all this, you know, because he's one of the more dominant bigs in the league. And you know, I don't want to get on my Shaq soapbox saying he needs to like post up all the time, but he's legit one of the he's probably the best post player in the league, uh, coming from a dominant standpoint. And defensively, when he's in game, what's that? His health doesn't concern you. I mean, both of their health concerns me, honestly. Uh, but I think, uh, I don't know, I, I, I just would go and be, but at the same time, Simmons, I think if he had another coach that pushed him offensively, I think he could. He could reach another tier. And he's already one of the best defensive players in the league that can literally guard like five positions and play point guard, power forward, small ball center. I mean, yeah. those are I've always hard. been on the Embiid side of this argument, um, but, it, but it's not by much. Um, I, I still think that Simmons can be, a, you know, 
a cornerstone piece for a very successful team. And he's younger too than Embiid. So and the health on in the Simmons side of it concerns me less than it does for Embiid. It's always the big men with the health, you know, issues that concern me more. Um, just because they're not built the same, you know, they, their their bodies deteriorate differently, and I and you know, Embiid's game, you know, it 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 depends on his ability to be able to do what he does physically. Where you know Simmons is a smart guy. He 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 creates offense for a lot of people. It's not like he's you know as dependent on the physical ability, which he I mean it is a big part of his game. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. It just the smaller player, the wing player, always kind of I tend to lean towards that as far as two players with health issues. It, it's it's a it's a tough pick one way or the other. But let's let's get back to the point at hand here. Um, who is your X factor for the Sixers. All right. So they really bless you. They really don't have, I mean, they have guards, but their production from the guard spot is, is, is just not that much, you know? Uh, So with that said, I'm going to go with Josh Richardson. I mean, you know, when he's with the Miami heat, uh, I had, uh, I had a lot of hope for him. Obviously he's not like, a bust or anything. I and mean, he's still a really qual- a good quality player, but I think this is going to be his time to shine. Um, it'll be interesting uh, seeing him go against, you know, Jalen Brown, uh, Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart. I think he's going to have his hands full. Oh, yeah. uh, I I already think Embiid is going to, I mean, average like 12, 13 boards, 25 points in the series. So I'm not really questioning what he needs to do. Uh, his current health status is is uh, is there is so that he I think he tweaked his ankle on one of the last games and they they said he was good they said he was good it's just they were they pulled him because they were already on uh gonna put him on minute restrictions just because after what happened to Simmons they were kind of like you know you know we don't want no one else to get hurt obviously because I mean at that point might as well just uh trust the process all over again and just not play anybody but yeah, uh, he's healthy. He's good to go. Um, so I, I think it'll be Josh Richardson. Uh, someone needs to stick out for the guards because uh, Shake Milton is is now their starting point guard. And, I mean, we've already seen Embiid and him go at it. And he's since kind of picked up his play, but I, he's still an unproven player. And so I don't want to put too much stock in him. And I think it would be very, very unfair to make him an X factor at this point in his career. So, <laughs> And you could have probably set out Horford as an X factor too, but, I mean, he's a – He's a veteran player. Uh, I think him and Embiid will figure it out. I mean, that's more so to do with coaching. He needs um, Brown needs Brett Brown needs to find the right time and place for them to play together and for them to stagger minutes because they haven't necessarily played well as both of them on the floor because they kind of clog up what is already a, a discombobulated spacing situation. So, yeah, that's that's my pick, Josh Richardson. Yeah, see, so I I have the same concerns that you just mentioned about their spacing. Um, they they just don't have any shooters that, or they don't have enough shooters that you can say that having Horford and Embiid on the floor at the same time can be successful. I don't think. Um, that's a big concern to me, you know, because at that point you're having to to stagger their their minutes and. And that's fine, you know. You can you can do that, but you, you know, if you had the shooters, they could potentially be out there together. 
and that would that would probably be what would make the dynamic work the best um by far but it's not the case they don't they're, they're not prepared uh you know as far as personnel goes to really run the way they're running and beat is my x factor for it just because he is the one player that is capable enough to take over a game for the Sixers. I don't think that he's got it in him to to do enough to win a series, but you know, this is like I said, this is a series that really really would have been fun to watch if, you know, everyone was healthy. Like I said at the at the beginning of the season you told me this was a matchup for for the playoffs. I would have been happy with that in the first round. Um, but so so much has changed. We've come, you know, to where we are now, injuries and everything else is going on. I just don't see I don't see Philly. I see them closer to a complete rebuild than I see them closer to making a deep playoff run. Oh wow. So I just I don't think that I don't I don't see how they move forward trying to make this work without some major pieces changing around. Because it's not worked so far, and I don't know how much further you go trying to force it to work. Well, so just to kind of stay on this for a little bit, because I think this does need to be said. I think at some point they are just going to have to try and get a new coach, and one that I think is a possible get because, like we were talking about in the Western Conference, I think Houston Rockets are going to clean house, and I think D'Antoni would be perfect to try to. Do something with that offense. They wow. they got to have someone that's going to do something completely different and challenge these guys. They got to be challenged offensively, and that's the problem. I don't think they are. I just don't think that man. Just Antonio's he's a great coach. Don't get me wrong, right? He's been in the league for a long time. There's a reason for it. He's just never been the guy to take anybody over the top, and I don't see him taking this team over the top either. Because he he's been in better situations in the past. The Houston Rockets of a couple years ago that were one uh, hamstring away from beating the Warriors. I mean that that was one of the the better teams that he's coached in a long time. Besides, right. obviously the the that Suns with arguably the most gifted offensive piece in the league. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Simmons isn't that, and as good as them beat not it, not yet. Right. Oh, come on. So, you- no, I'm telling you that they're not. They've this guy, they've and look, Brett Brown deserved to stay there a long time because I mean, he put up with a lot of garbage rosters, right? No, but he, he should the decision should have already been done. Oh, yeah. yeah, they should have been moved to another coach. I mean, so I don't know if you saw the pod with uh, JJ Reddick, J- Jimmy Butler was on, and Jimmy Butler pretty much was saying when they were doing game tape, like film sessions. That there was no accountability, like there would be an obvious like misstep in a rotation, or, or like say someone missed a, a cutter or something, a backdoor pass. Uh, Jimmy Butler was saying that it was just quiet the whole time in the film room. There wasn't like well, I, you, like you could see that in the product as it hasn't improved uh, on the yeah. court. I, you know, you telling me that is not surprising at all from what we see happen night in and night out on the court. Um, no, yeah, of course, this coaching change is long overdue. Um, I just, man, I just don't know that a coaching change is enough. I mean, yeah, if you want to try it and you want to try and continue the, uh, they should at least, so maybe change the coach and then go like, say like a trade deadline, if it's not picked up since, and then try to just 
But then you're, then you're asking a coach to come in and you're basically giving him half of a season to try and turn around a team that's been playing just really uninspired basketball for quite some time now. And I don't know that that would be fair to the coach for one, or that it's even possible to, to really get a good gauge for what, you know, the results of whatever the coach you hire's work is, you know, but you know that coaches go first and then play, then the players always, get their chances. Always. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying that I think it's more realistic that they'll get a new coach and they'll at least for a year, try out the new coach with Ben, uh, ben Simmons and Embiid. Cause I, I really do think you need, Man, because I don't want to like shit on Brett Brown because he's obviously done some things and he seems like a player that coaches uh, or the, a coach that players like, but they got to have someone that's going to push them out of their comfort zone offensively. They have to. Yeah. Well, all right. They're, they're so let's yep. go <laughs> Celtics basketball now. Yes. Um, I like the Celtics a lot. I like the Celtics a lot. I want to hear what you have to say about them. I want to, I want to hear. Who you're looking forward to watch. Okay. So I like the Celtics too. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I mean, I've seen them. They've they've done some great things. They've beat the Clippers. Uh, you know, they've hung in there with some of the contenders out west. So that's always a a a, a nice thing to see. But man, Tatum is their guy, right? That's like their star, and he's kind of came out, but he also has a lot of these really poor games man and like yeah consistency is an issue for him right now yeah but the one thing i will say which i will jump into my x factor is they finally have their starting all-star point guard healthy he is no longer on minute restrictions he is good to go per brad stevens so okay. uh kemba walker is my x factor i like i said the sixers don't necessarily have guard play that can really rival anybody in the nba and Shake Milton is once again an unproven guard that is just not ready for this. I don't think, at least not now. Maybe he'll he'll do something once a playoff start. But I think Kemba Walker is going to go back to his UConn days of crossing people over step back threes and and actually making uh, something of himself in the Celtics. I think the Celtics need that. But I think Tatum's got to have less pressure, and I think Kemba Walker is a player to give him less pressure, and he's also obviously a veteran. Not necessarily, you know, he's, I don't think he's ever been out of the first round. And even when uh, Charlotte was going against Miami, he had a, he honestly had a bad series. But <clears throat> I don't know. He just seems like his temperament is very well with this team. I think he's happy. He's legitimately happy here. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think Kemba Walker is going to make this a very fun series and also, I think, kind of clinch it for the Celtics. <clears throat> Yeah, I think I we 100% agree here. Um, Kimball, this is this is going to be Kimball Walker's playoff coming out party. Um, and it, I think it's long, long, long overdue. Um, screw you, Jordan, for screwing us out of this for so long. Um, Kemba is a great player. He's, he's I think, you know, if, if healthy, which is what we're hearing, He's definitely primed to make some noise. He's, he's always fun to watch. Um, and the rest of this, the rest of this roster is, you know, it, it's well built to kind of, and it's and it wasn't intentionally this way. It just you know, it's just kind of how it worked out. It really was more the Kimball Walker edition. But they 
they balance out his weaknesses really well. Um, the fact that he's undersized is not as big of an issue with the Celtics because they're just so good defensively uh, pretty much across the board. Um, I would like to see some more consistency from Tatum. I would like to see Gordon Haywood shoot the ball a little bit better. Um, just really all, overall more consistency from Gordon Hayward. But Kemba's definitely the guy that I want to watch. I want to see him get the first round, and I want to see him make some noise in this playoffs. Um, and I think he's most definitely more than capable of doing that. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Hayward. Um, honestly, I think I think the series could be a good uh, warm-up for him. Uh, now, honestly, I think it's so – it, it helps so much that they got Kemba Walker because, you know, ever since Hayward had that horrible injury. Yes. I mean, it kind of just messed up his – I don't want to say messed up his career, but it messed up his uh, tra- trajectory of his career. I think he was going to be more hey, important hey, than he is now. With reason. That that injury was absolutely horrible. horrific. And it came the first, you know, yeah, end of that season. And it's just yes. um, but, yeah. there, but this is a team where – they can spread the pressure of the offensive burden across multiple players. Yeah. Um, and that I think is a good thing for Gordon Haywood as far as him kind of working his way back and maybe changing the trajectory of that career that we were talking about. Um, I don't think that, you know, yes, the injury hurts, you know, but I don't think he's not capable of, you know, being closer to what we thought he would be. Um and I think I think this team is 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 a good fit for him to try and get that done. And uh, speaking of you know alleviating the burden, this the Celtics are the only team that has three players with at least twenty points average. So that's Jalen Brown, Tatum, and then also Kemba Walker. So that is that is that is honestly a hard thing to do. To that yeah. is just that is just testament to Brad Stevens and the way that he spreads the ball in offense instead of doing a, like a lot of ISOs and stuff like that. And obviously Tatum can kind of do the ISO ball, but I think that's more so yeah. when they like need a bucket, but yeah, I mean, and this is, this is also, a, this is also, I think a big part, a big benefit from the Kyrie departure. Um, I don't think that happens with Kyrie on this roster. No, I don't think Tatum takes this this monumental leap where people are saying at one point for like six weeks that he is like an all NBA player, you know, like I, they, they, he wouldn't have taken that step. And, you know, I don't want to want Kyrie Kuzma over him, which is insane. Right. Um, but yeah, I think the Kyrie departure um, ends up being a blessing in disguise for the Celtics team. Yeah. And Kemba Walker now, because, you know, like I like uh, alluded to earlier, saying he had a, a poor series against Miami, even though they took him like to six or seven that year. Uh, the thing is, he was always being double teamed, and he was he just there was no one else that he could kick it to to really do anything. And now it's like if he oh, gets double teamed, yeah, the now he can just uh, dish it off, and and there's someone there, you know, court. yeah, just about anybody else on the court, yeah. with it. So there's not a it's either me or we lose type uh, yeah. position with him anymore, <clears throat> and he's really right. and he's never wanted to be like that. He just had to do that, you know. No, but you you want to have a player that can do that when you need one bucket right. in the game, you know. Like you definitely want to have a guy. It, it's like well, we obviously we're Dallas guys, so we see it with the Mavs all the time, right? The Mavs they don't really have that guy late in the game that can that you know can for sure go get a bucket. Um, as much as we want Luca to be that guy, and Luca scores the ball plenty, um, 
he is, and, and this is crazy to say for somebody that averages what he averages, he is, he is relatively limited offensively as far as like when you're in a half court set and the defense is locked down, you know, it's a part of that is his inability in, an athletic, in, in athleticism. And, and then the other part of it is his decision-making um, late game. He's, he's taking some ridiculous shots, but back to the point here, um, you want to have that guy to be able to do that. You don't want to have him do it the whole game, but you definitely want him to have the ability to do it in late game when you need a ball, when you, when you need it, when you need a bucket. Kemba is the kind of person that can get you a bucket at any time. Yeah. All right. So series predictions. Um, this is this is this is an interesting one for me because um, the Sixers, like I said, they, they showed so much promise at the beginning of the season, and now it's just kind of falling on its face where do you have this series going uh boston celtics and six celtics yeah. and six. yeah I, I i'm telling you Embiid is gonna be that much of an issue for them i really believe it and typically i don't really put too much stock into centers but Embiid is is in like Shaq, not because obviously he's as good as Shaq, but that just he can control the game with his uh physicality and he can still, you know, pull up every now and then. And he's a very smart defensive player. Uh, and I think he's definitely going to be engaged in this one. Uh, there's a lot riding on this. And, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be six games. Uh, like I said, the Celtics aren't perfect. I mean, they've stunk it up plenty. Like, oh, no, of course. So, I, but, I'm yeah. buying a lot of Kimball stock right now. Um, so give me the Celtics in five. I just think too many options, um, too many ways to go, too many good defenders. I just, you know, yes, I, Embiid's going to give him trouble. I just don't see Embiid being able to win two games on his own. I'm going Celtics five. And I I mean, I could see it going six for sure. But it's, it really sucks that Simmons got hurt. No, right. That's what I'm saying. This would have been a real series. Oh, most definitely. So okay, so then I'll so then I'll say with Simmons, do you see it going seven? And do you could. or do you I mean see it could because that just steps up the defensive uh in- intensity that much more, you know? I, I yeah. mean offensively offensively they're definitely a bunch of misfit toys, but yeah, uh, so defensively I'm going Celtics since five in our current situation. I yeah. think if MB if Simmons is healthy, I I would go Celtics and seven. I, that's how big of a, of a difference I see it. That's why I don't think that you know that the Simmons misses is why I don't even see them winning six or making it go to six. I I think uh I think it ends in five and the gentlemen sweep. And I don't think that's you know I, I've said what I said about the Celtics and what I think they need to do. Um, they're just this is kind of you know a kick in the ball sack with the Simmons injury because it you lose any chance at the series that you had. All right. Um we're burning through these because Yeah, it's uh, look folks, it's the matches are not competitive. Yeah, the matches aren't competitive and we're just absolutely flying through this. Final matchup, pace of heat. We'll start we'll start with the uh the higher seed this time. Let's go Pacers. Okay, so there's a lot going on with the Pacers. All right, so Victor Oladipo almost didn't. Uh, he almost left the bubble because there was something, some issue about 
he was waffling over if he was going to play or not, which is fine because I really don't blame any player that didn't want to play in this. You know, I, I understand it. Unknown, yeah, yeah. Um, but he kept waffling because there was like a three million dollars on the line, which is kind of funny that a NBA player, especially if his stature, would really care about. I mean, I'm saying this. I mean, this sounds crazy for me, but he was really debating if he wanted to lose three million or not. Uh, so he ended up staying, and, and for the most part, he looks like he's doing well. However. That is not the story of the bubble. Warren, the person, the player. <laughs> the player, Yes. Jimmy <laughs> Butler's worst nightmare. Okay. <laughs> uh, he, I mean, let's be honest. I, mean, I would say that TJ Warren definitely won the NBA meme. The bubble meme of, uh, of, the, of the series, man. There were so many good quality memes for this. It was incredible how he took over over the bubble, and Booker's on the other side of this going nuts. It was fun to watch the move for them. And the thing is, the the Pacers, yeah, they have a decent collective uh, of players. The thing is, their best player, uh, Demontis Sabonis, is out. You know, he got hurt uh, earlier in the bubble, unfortunately, and Warren has since taken over. Obviously, Oladipo, he was probably their best player pre-injury. Now he's probably not. Uh, I, I think I take TJ Warren over him right now just because of of uh, the momentum they got, and plus, uh, he's you know he doesn't have any injuries or anything. But to jump right into the X factor, it's none of those guys. Uh, it's actually, <laughs> it's actually Miles Turner. That guy needs to step up. He is. Uh, one of the stretch fives in the league, but he also has capability of blocking shots. And uh, with Sabonis out, he has now all the time to shine in the front court. And I think he needs to step up huge because this series, this series could go either way. It being the four five matchup, I believe. So it's really not like if someone lose, if, if the five seed loses, it's really not a big deal because they could have easily, it could have easily been heat being higher uh, seeding. But yeah, I think Miles Turner's got us uh, to come up big in this series because I think the guards are going to do just fine. So <laughs> my Pacers uh, X Factor has—I mean, it has to be. There's, there's no way I could go any other direction other than TJ Warren. Um, I'm not 100% sold on his capability of being able to keep up the output, but that's why he's the X Factor because if he somehow can. That shifts the series a long way for me. Um, this is actually the first series that I think, well, at least for me, at least, I don't think you have either, but this is the first upset I have. Um, I don't see the, I see the Pacers losing. And this is, this is hardly an upset because, like we yeah. said, we're beating here. Um, but as far as like actual factual seating here, this is going to be the first time I go the other way. I don't think DJ Warren can keep up. The output, I think Jimmy Butler clamps him down at some point more than one time during the series. And uh, I think that's where it goes, man. I know, I know you're not going to. I just, it's the playoffs, man. It's, it's a different, it's a different vibe. It's a different moment. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the proven player being able to keep him, keep TJ Warren down here. And uh, if he manages to somehow get it done, and produce at the same clip that he's been able to do, 
then then maybe the face just find a way to win this. So that's I guess that's why he has to be my X factor. Okay. Uh, well, my X factor for the Heat. I mean, you could I could have went a lot of ways with this. The thing is, a lot of their guards are rookies or just like second year players. Yeah, but they've been good. Right, and they have. But I mean, man, it's just. I mean, you know, it's cliche, but it's a playoff. So I didn't necessarily want to put too much stock into them because, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to go that way, but I just I just didn't think that was, you know, going to work out. Um, so for that, you know, you would think it's Jimmy Butler, but like you said, I, you think Jimmy Butler is going to do well. Uh, I do. So my, I think that Jimmy Butler does what Jimmy Butler does. Uh, I, mine is actually Goran Dragic. Okay. Um, he is has since come off the started coming off the bench, and he seems like uh, he's been okay with that. However, I think uh, yeah, he may come off the bench, but I think he's going to be in closing positions, uh, closing lineups. I think he's going to get starters minutes in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. So he's been dealing with the ankle uh, issue, but he's he's reported to come back, and I mean. They have they have good guards on uh, the Pacers, but their offense is really not that scary to me. Uh, and yeah, I'm also gonna go with the Heat. I think they have the better coach. I think they oh, have. I thought you were gonna go Pacers. No, I mean it's gonna be close. I think this might be the closest uh, matchup in the Eastern Conference. Honestly, this could literally go seven games, and well, will not surprise me. Be close. This is the all the other ones won't be for sure. This yeah, I, be close. I think this is. I mean, like like I said, the Celtics and the Sixers on my side, I think it will be relatively close, but I think this will literally be nail-biting ba- nail seven-game series. Uh, and, yeah, I also have the heat. Like I said, uh, Coach Spo, he deserves the credit of being obviously better coach uh, than Nate McMillan, even though for some reason Nate McMillan is stuck in the early 2000s, being that he doesn't really mm-hmm. stretch the floor or he p- plays two bigs at the same time, um, which is why I had Miles Turner as an X-Factor because I think now he can actually – get a moment to at least try to shine, you know? Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, I got, I got the, uh, the heat in seven. However, I think, uh, the Pacers will definitely make, uh, make them sweat. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, I don't, I like Gorgon Dragic, right? Um, he is what he is. He, he's not a bad player. He's a, he's, he's a pretty, pretty good offensive piece. I, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan. Um, I am going to go with one of the young bucks. Uh, oh, wow. I know, and it's not like me to do it. Uh, I'm usually the opposite on it. Um, I just I think that I know exactly what I'm going to get out of Jimmy. I think I know exactly what I'm going to get out of Dragic. Um, the player that I want to watch for this series is Kendrick Nunn. Mm-hmm. Um, That's who I almost wanted to pick, but, man, like he's oh. – He averages three points a game higher against the Pacers than he does against – than he does on his regular season average. Mm-hmm. He just, I don't know. I, I, I like him having a good series here. Um, and I want to see him do it in the playoffs. I want to see it happen. I, I've been, I like the kid. I'm rooting for him. I think, uh, I think he's got what it takes to be a pretty good player in this league. And I think that this series here showcases some of that nationally for, for everyone to see. Um, series predictions. I think it's close. Um, I don't think it goes seven. I think give me the heat and six. Okay. 
which I know, I know it's it maybe it may be going out of a limb, but I'm a Jimmy guy. Um, I see I see Jimmy closing some of these out when I don't have anybody on this Pacers squad that I feel like can do that. Um, if these games are close, I don't see the Pacers having a guy, the guy, to close games out. So give me the Heat and Six. And that is <laughs> – and that man, that we're like uh, that. We we sped through that one. I mean, oh no, you still have to give me what your prediction is for this. Oh no, I, I said it, the heat, the heat, the heat and seven. Remember the heat and seven. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I got the heat and seven. Yeah, Coach Spo, obviously Jimmy Butler, uh, Goran Dragic, uh, veteran presence, uh, Bam Adebayo uh, that we haven't mentioned. Uh, also, was a very be really upset at us. Yeah. Him. Yeah, no, well, I I didn't mention him because, I mean, I think his work speaks for itself, and he is uh, one of the players that has a bright future in the league. And it's just, I mean, I really don't see him having too much trouble. Uh, I mean, because like I said, Miles Turner can, you know, protect the rim, but uh, Bam is very versatile, so I don't know if Miles will be able to, uh, you know, stretch out and play some perimeter defense to guard him. It's uh, it'll be interesting. So oh, yeah. do you, we I think we both agree the first round of the Western Con- or the Eastern Conference won't be very competitive except for the series. Do you like do you like the Eastern Conference being significantly better in the next round? I mean, so all right, so who the Raptors would play who? The Celtics if they win? At this that's who it would be, right? Correct, and it would be Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I mean, because look, I'm going to go out on the limb here. I think the Raptors could beat the Celtics. I think that's going to be uh, – I mean, that is – Well, the Raptors would be the favorite as the goes. What's that? Raptors will be favored as far as seeding goes. Yeah, but, you know, obviously the Celtics have better stars, blah, 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 but the, obviously the Raptors also have uh, – they're the reigning champions. And Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches, but Nick Nurse came into the league scorching, man. I like uh, I like the Celtics over over the Raptors on that. If we get there, I do think the second round of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference will be a lot more competitive. Um, I we we went. I mean, we just got done picking like sweep, gentlemen sweep, uh, gentlemen sweep. There's and, only one seven games in there, I think, and that was the the Pacers Heat for me. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And I didn't have that, so it's it's hard to get less competitive than that, right? Um, so so I definitely think it, it is going to be an improve. I think we just kind of have to endure watching some crappy basketball out east um, in this first round. Yeah, and, we, we might be able to see Giannis score sixty or fifty. Yeah, that's and not like a problem that. as far as like competition to me because he he, yeah. he do that in his sleep against this against this uh, Orlando Magic team. But yeah, I, I don't know, I. I'm really looking forward to the Western Conference matchups. Uh, I'm not so much looking forward to this Eastern Conference matchup, except for maybe this last one that we just talked about. The, this Pacers Heat one is probably going to be the best one. Um, other than that, I'm, I am definitely looking forward to some second round action in the in the East because I do think those series at that point, uh, definitely the Raptors and if if we're going Raptors Celtics, I think that's going to be more of a toss up, which is more fun to talk about for sure, as opposed to sitting here and talking about these practical you know certain shots that we've been given just talk matchups really it's just like 
Right. Except for obviously the Heat, but but like historically, four or five seeds are. I mean, they're not really that much different, yeah. you know. Right. No, they're that. Those are bounce with the ball series for the most part. Yeah. Um, and I don't think this was that much different. I just, I think that that the Heat are the better team in this. Um. Well, all right. That covers our Eastern Conference preview of the first round. Um. Again, we apologize for the content that the Eastern Conference is giving you guys. Um, it's, you know, it's just the best that they can muster up out there. But, you know, at this point in our lives, I think we're all just happy to have basketball back. And NBA playoff basketball is about as good as it gets for postseasons across all sports. So I think we're all going to definitely enjoy it, even if this Eastern Conference is not as competitive as we wish it was. Yeah, and on that note, uh, before we say, uh, you know, salutations to everybody, uh, I just want to reiterate, um, just in case, you know, you want to talk about perhaps a future guest spot or just have any questions in general about the pod, uh, make sure you email us at uh, culturesurfing at gmail.com. You can also find me at Lance underscore 972 if you want to give me uh, shit about uh, talking about Jamal Crawford. That is just fine. Uh, <laughs> you, you did the same thing with Melo, man. I, oh, he's irrelevant. I don't need to mention him. I mean, the guy hit one three where they were already up three in the game, and a guy with a broken back scored fourteen points. And now I'm supposed to hear about how this guy saved the game. I'm get the hell out of here. That, that's all I'm going to say about Melo. <laughs> probably until the rest of because they'll be out soon, and I'll have to talk we'll about him for another six months. We we'll get there. All right, guys. So we are planning to have some uh, later in the week coverage. Um, the, uh, the plan is going to be to put something out Thursday or Friday so that we can have, you know, something to talk about after we start seeing some of these, uh, first round matches start to get underway. Um, we'd like to continue that through the playoffs so that we can have some content for you guys, um, early and late in the week, kind of maybe just review during, you know, the, during the week stuff late in the week and then over the weekend stuff on Monday or Tuesday, that way, you know, we can keep the coverage going, take advantage of the fact that this is the prime time to cover NBA basketball. And, you know, that's, this is the time that the content is available at its, at its prime value. So we'll, we'll, we'll uh, definitely try and put out something later this week. Other than that, you guys know where to find us. If you need anything, if you want to hop on, if you want to talk, if you want to bash us for something or for something we missed, like I said, Eastern Conference, uh, maybe you don't like it that we're bashing it so bad, but, you know, bite me it's it's crap but we'll catch you guys very very soon hopefully the next time we talk we'll know exactly what's already happening and what these series are really starting to look like all right have a nice night have a nice day thank you stay safe wear your mask